0: Welcome to the Smith & Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome to the Smith & Rowland Show. Well, today we have Mr. Alan Smith with us, and we also have Jeff Rowland, new and improved with better hair. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's terrible, Jason. That
1: is terrible. Yeah. Oh so, boy, what an introduction! I, I wouldn't I'll do that to, to
0: Stephen for nothing in the world.
1: <laughs> well, today we have instead of Mister Roland, we have Doctor List, Doctor Stephen List, <laughs> Doctor Stephen List. Uh, you, He's from. He's from everywhere. He's from everywhere. Yeah.
0: I've known Stephen for some time now. Uh, Actually, Bob Jones declared that we'd be friends, and uh, we have been ever since. Yes. and Stephen's been in ministry for 63 years Jason 63 years that's 63 longer years. than I've been alone. that's longer than you was even thought about <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have been I'll thought about what, that long
2: I
1: tell you what I'm gonna take a line from your book and I, I'll tell you what we need to get whatever whatever he's been taken uh, or whatever
0: well Stephen yeah. has been in ministry 63 years he's 82 years old yeah He's been kicking and ticking for a good while. For he Jesus. Has,
1: he does have one of the most extraordinary wives. <laughs> I will say, just bless her heart. Yeah, bless her heart. Just
0: bless Lorraine's little you. heart.
1: Her, she keeps me jumping. Yeah, that's, yeah.
0: There's many <laughs> prayers go out for her. I know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I bet she's got the more intercessors than probably yeah. anybody on can the planet. You,
0: but listen, you should hear some of the tales she's got. She's got tell. tales. If you she, want to know uh, the real Stephen Lewis, down List. and dirty. Yep. On yeah. Just talk List. to Lorraine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> why are you being so nervous, there, Steve? I, don't
2: know. <laughs> I just think of some of the stuff that she's pulled. <laughs> yeah, she, she does know. Like they will call, and uh, she'll change her voice or act oh, like yeah. somebody from up in the mountains of Tennessee, and she'll sound so corny. And she said, "I am, I am Dr. Stephen Lee's secretary." <laughs> <And> she, <laughs> I mean, what they do is they they take a second thought, like. Huh? (laughs) And then all of a sudden, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: maybe she's the she's the reason you're so young. I think so.
2: Yes. Yeah. Most definitely. Doesn't doesn't let you get old. Yeah. I'd
0: have to say that's definitely
2: it. And
0: Stephen's been around to probably, what, 80-some countries, haven't you, Stephen, in your lifetime? Uh, 80-some countries taking the gospel. He's had a lot of different worldviews, experiences Mm -hmm. of how people, uh, their different deciphering, if you will, of the scriptures. He's been around pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, and Uh, no-trib. And he's been been around all different kinds of— Something uh, for everybody. Something for every—Catholic, and and then the Zulu, and then uh, the— Lulu and everybody
2: else. (laughs) It's been quite a quite a walk. Many times have been my life threatened for assassination in Colombia, and then uh, held in interrogations for many hours in moscow by the kgb and all these things and then uh, a number of uh, assassination attempts uh, i think that was lorraine though but go <laughs> ahead <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the guy sitting in, in the passenger seat with a rifle i don't think lorraine could, could, could pull, pull that, off that, off. that one off yeah but steven's
0: been around the globe yeah. uh, a lot of times he lives yeah. out there
2: on the left coast now the left, uh, the left coast. Well, certain areas you can. Yeah. And uh, some of them are thinking of su- seceding from those states to mm-hmm. join the uh, Idaho more conservative <laughs> I, I, states. Oh my God! Yeah, they really are. Well, I'll tell oh, you, I, I just
1: come back I, it was a few months ago from uh, out in Washington, and oh, there's some real men in Washington State. That's the truth. You wouldn't think it to watch the news, but there's. Right. I don't think the majority. Yeah. Is what you would think lives in seattle no you know. no exactly yeah, there's it, some yeah. those guys are they've got some rough tough dna
2: yes you know. they have yeah it's a lot of them you, you know, fit they, right in they've got their their firearms and their ammunitions yeah. and all that kind of stuff Well, listen
0: jason rattles when he walks oh he does. yeah and, and, and that's not his loose joints
2: oh okay okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> i thought i'd let you know <laughs> Well, listen, huh?
0: uh, Stephen, there's a lot
1: going on. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to talk a little bit about Israel today. Yes. I'm curious to hear how how Dr. List's worldview, coming from all the places he's come. Right. What he thinks about what's going on. He's been a lot more places than I have.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, have you have you
1: spent much time in Israel?
2: I've been a number of times, and I have a lot of friends that are over there. What about Palestine? I have Palestinian friends. Yeah. The, my Palestinian friend, he's a chef at a hotel in Beni Huda Street in Jerusalem. The caretakers of the hotel are all Palestinians. Mm. I came to find out that they gather every morning, quietly. And have their devotions mm-hmm. in that hotel, you know, mm-hmm. where before they go to work, and uh, love the Lord. And God's been doing great work among the Palestinians. They're open to the gospel. Uh, some of the Palestinians that I talked to, they said they would rather live in Israel than live in Gaza or the West Bank mm. because of the persecution really? of being a Christian, you know, by the mm. Hamas and by the uh, the Muslims, and uh, that's what they told me. They said we feel more secure in Israel. See, because in Israel, you have like something like twenty-three thousand people daily migrating into Israel to work, and then they go back mm-hmm. home. Yeah, it's very stressful. But um, the Christians there are really loving the Lord mm-hmm. and, and serving Him, and so they they feel the pressure on both sides, you know, from the Jews, from the people of Israel, mm-hmm. and of the because um, there's also a Hasidic Jews that they believe that the Messiah will not come until all of Israel repents. And so hmm. they are out going on the streets, wrapping aren't there, around people's arms, these straps and uh, putting the, the frontlet on their f- forehead and trying to persuade them to make pray a certain prayer right and they've done it to me several times and they are very anti-palestinian some of them not all of them but you know, like you walk down the street they want you to step aside let them oh really yeah it it's like they're the chosen there's a lot mm-hmm. of i would say religious spirits mm-hmm. that turn loose in that nation
0: wow well, that's a, now you're not saying that they believe Jesus is the Messiah. No, they don't believe Jesus. Is the Messiah. But they're still, but they do believe Israel still needs to repent, right? And uh, their their
2: king, mm-hmm. you know, will and then come. The, then he'll come. Come, and yeah. He'll.
1: You know, I was watching last night. I got stuck on this YouTube channel, and it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best. I didn't realize a lot of like the history of Israel, mm-hmm. and I don't know, That's right? I don't know why, but the YouTube channel is called Expedition Bible, oh. and it's a guy called Joel Kramer is his Joel, name yeah. Joel but he's like an archaeologist over there he's from here but he lives there mm-hmm. with his family if there's any doubt that you have that that's the dome of the rock that that's not a very significant location mm-hmm. he will gladly prove you prove prove you own. otherwise yeah, that's <laughs> because right. he he is the way he does it is just absolutely amazing but I didn't realize that I, I just hadn't studied it that whole area how many times it's been torn down oh, yeah. and rebuilt and torn yeah. down. And it's just like there's not a whole lot left. It's mm-hmm. so old, but it's not so old. The whole right. city's been demolished so many times over the eons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, I just thought that was really cool. And it's like this is, are we gearing up for another round of that?
0: Well, if somebody doesn't straighten up, we're gearing, gearing yeah. up for a round of World War Three. Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that because we've got China starting to mm-hmm. send some ships down there with our ships, and I can't imagine they're they're fixing to have a Friday night party or nothing. Maybe they're bringing some uh, chicken. I, I don't know if, if they're going to bring some lab-grown chicken or not, but they are beginning to move some ships in the area from China. Mm-hmm. Russia is showing up more now, I think, with Iran. Yeah, this could escalate quickly into mm-hmm. into war uh, type uh, into a, not a type but a World War III. Well, it's
2: it's true. It's. Uh friend of mine, Malik Muhammad Islam, member of parliament there in Pakistan, he shared with me years ago, there was a signing of China and Russia with the Arab nations, Mm. that whenever war broke out, that they would go against Israel, that they would back them. And uh, with military equipment and supplies and stuff like that. And even to the day would come where they would literally join forces. That's why we see things shaping up right now. And I said, are you sure? He said, yes, I saw the document that it was signed. Really? Yeah, that between China and Russia. Oh, my goodness. It is, um, I know back many years ago in 88, I had an encounter with God and I was praying about transitioning back into Africa where I grew up and I was a missionary for a number of years and I was praying and I knew I was in a transition. Right. Uh, it's like being in a minim- office situation where you there's change taking place that God kind of puts you in a cocoon right? so that he, his work can be manifested in you and you change. And when you come out of that cocoon, you're no longer what you went in. You were transformed into that which God can You take wings and begin to fly and changes your appetite and so forth. And I remember when the Lord spoke to me that night, I was praying about going back to Africa, and uh, the Lord spoke to me on this pier out in the ocean there at, on, in Edmonds, Washington, about one in the morning. And the Lord said, I'm sending you into the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm i said lord that's not what i'm praying about (laughs) i thought he misheard me (laughs) i said lord that's i'm not qualified for that i'm qualified for africa and other places speaking the languages and i went home that night early morning hours of the morning and i i had said god i want you to confirm your word and all of a sudden at 7 a.m in the morning the phone rang and a friend of mine we would pray together on fridays early in the morning and he's he said, God spoke to me last night about you, and I said, well, tell me what it is. He said, no, we're going to have to have coffee, and then we'll talk about it. So I got up and got dressed went and had coffee with them. I said, what is it? He said, it does not make sense to me. He said, I've known you these years, but he said, God told me he's calling you into the Soviet Union. Wow. Wow. And I, said, yeah, I bet you were excited. I wasn't. <laughs> but then the that night uh, I went to bed. A neighbor had brought a, a book over and gave it to my wife for me to read. And it was the Exodus 2 by George Otis Jr., the vision that God gave him of the Jews coming out of the Soviet yes, Union. Yes. And I started to read the preface of the book, and all of a sudden the Lord said, put it down. Go to the family room. I want to spend time with you. And so I got out of bed about 10 o'clock, and I walked into the family room, and I walked into a cloud. It's like somebody had brought smoke into that Mm -hmm. family room. And at nighttime, when the lights are out, it's dark, but it was lit up. Mm -hmm. And that's when the Lord told me to move to the center of the room. And I started breathing heavy. And you this morning were talking about the breath of God. Mm -hmm. Well, I was breathing in God's breath, and it was just saturating my head, my whole Body and it became my life breath. Mm-hmm. And I fell to the floor, and God spoke to me and He said, Stephen, look to your left and to your right. He said, That which I've called you into the Soviet Union, you won't go alone. Wow. And I saw two angels standing. He said, Study them because they will always be with you wherever you go. Amen. And so I, I studied them three times, that's what He told me to their head to their feet and uh, they were not dressed in white but they were dressed like going to battle oh. going to war he said Where i'm sending you they will be with you always and it was that moment the lord spoke to me and he said stephen he said the berlin wall is about to come down oh. and this was 88 it didn't come down to 89. right and so what happened was uh, the Lord showed me the Berlin Wall, and it was like a tornado coming out of the heavens of God, and it hit that wall and struck it down. And I said, Lord, what is that that's coming out of the heavens? And he said, the bowl of incense of prayer and supplication is full. And he said, it's not politicians that bring this about. It's, he said, is my spirit and the prayers of the saints. Amen. And as it came down, it just blew like a wind, and the wall went down, and I saw people rushing over the wall. Wow. And it went on into the Soviet Union, and it blew apart the nations that were attached to Russia, and they looked like the wind was hitting them so powerful that others broke completely loose with Russia. Others were attached to Russia like an umbilical cord, and they were being tossed around. Mm -hmm. And then he said to me, I'm bringing apart the Soviet Union. And then he then he directed me to a huge gate of the Soviet Union, and it was opened. And thousands and hundreds of thousands were leaving through the gate. And I said, who are they? He said, those are the Jews going back to Israel. Now, a lot of the Jews that are in Israel now did come out of Russia. Right. And what, what people don't recognize is that 90% of those Jews that came out, or 95% or more, were atheists. Really? Yeah, they were. Some of them were practicing Jews, but very little. Oh my goodness! Because they grew up in that culture mm-hmm. of atheism, and so that's their mindset. So when they came to Israel, that was there was a large percentage of atheists, mm-hmm. that atheist Jews, and the practicing Jews were trying their best to convert them into Judaism. Mm-hmm. They've been successful in some areas and other areas not. Yes, but when the Lord showed me that there'll come a time when the gate of Exodus will close, that they will seek to rebuild the Soviet Union again, right. and this is where where Putin has gone in about know, the, the, the Ukraine. Uh, regardless of what the political thing is, when God reveals things, He doesn't go in the detail sometimes of what He's revealing. Right. He just shows the overall uh, what's happening and what's going to. The Lord said. Ezekiel 38 will come blowing by the wind of intercessing. Yeah. So we're going to see the shift going back towards Israel. And I think we're living in times where we're seeing these things begin to happen. Yes, most definitely.
0: We are living in a time of the dry bones coming together, are we not?
2: Right, yes. As
0: Israel is uh, coming together. Yeah. And that starts sparking mm-hmm. off the, this, this age. So as far as the church is concerned, Uh, You know, we have the church and the American church responding in two different ways. Some are pro-Israel, some are Mm pro-Palestine, the Christian church. And uh, I've talked with quite a few pastors and then church leaders. Mm -hmm. And I was really amazed at how many were against Israel. I'm saying it out loud, but the truth is I was very shocked (laughs) that Mm -hmm. there was as many against Israel that are several of them our response was that the scriptures mandate us to support israel right or wrong we're still supposed to bless israel
2: mm-hmm.
0: anyway i was right amazed and uh you know, there is a teaching. Some of it, replacement theology, says that the church has replaced Israel, so therefore Israel's not needed anymore. Right? Have you run into much of that uh, out there in your travels, or what are you seeing? Yeah.
2: Oh, some of it is the like they say that Israel is is going to be transferred into the Ukraine. Mm. I've heard that out there and heard them oh, teaching. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's going to be the new Israel, wow, that's the Ukraine. World. You know, and then others believe that the church like in England and so forth that is the true israel right and so you find all of these different uh, interpretations of what's going on that you know that they were they stole the land when they created israel right. in 48 what they don't talk about is that when they declared the land that was called palestine the palestinians were a migrating people mm-hmm. they migrated from one area to another through the years. And so when people from the Europe who were Jews infiltrated to the land of Israel, many of them came back uh-huh. into it gradually. Mm-hmm. But then when they declared it a nation, immediately in nineteen forty eight they were attacked from Jordan, from mm-hmm. Syria, you know, Lebanon, all the countries, which when they came against them mm-hmm. to drive out the Jews from the land that the united nations allocated Mm -hmm. for them so you see this different things that's going on of how that they allow their emotions to dictate their beliefs
0: yeah instead of the word of god yes yeah
2: and that's what we've got to rely on the word of god You hear a lot of the stuff about, you know, all the Jews are rich. And I know many Jews that are not rich. Not rich, (laughs) yeah. But they allow their their emotions to dictate what they're thinking, where they live, you know, what they they believe. Mm. And so uh, I think, is Israel perfect? No. Are the people in the land perfect? No. Do they need to repent? Yes. They need to find Christ. And I'm finding that in Israel I met many Jews that became believers, mm-hmm. and I heard their testimonies. It was a divine encounter with God in right. Revelations. So we're seeing that. When I first went to Israel many years ago, there was just one fellowship of believers that were con- Jews that became born-again Christians, and that was in Tiberias. Really? And I, what I heard recently is that there's something like over 280-some new groups that, across Israel that are Jews that have become believers.
0: What are you finding out there, uh, could I say? Are you finding, as far as the Christian church, are you finding more pro-Israel or more pro-Palestine?
2: From some of it, a great percentage is turning pro-Palestinian. Okay. You have animosity. There's a lot of teaching out there about the cabal. Right. And that's like a mafia. Yeah. When they talk about it, it's like they're including all of Israel, all the people which is not, Mm -hmm. and they don't explain that. But there is a segment of them that around the world in all the different countries. It's very interesting, the history of Russia is that the Jews were imported into Russia to become the, the bookkeepers, because they were skilled in math. So they were hired by Russian business people and government to be the bookkeepers and dealing with the money, accountants. Mm -hmm. And this was back in the 18th century and the 17th. And what they did was being in those positions, they were very skillful because the reason is they knew math. Right. Where the Russians didn't know about math, but the Jews were skilled in it. Mm -hmm. And so as a result of it, they became very professional in in, uh, making money and, you know, how to increase in business and stuff like that. Mm. And that's when the animosity started growing. Oh, like see. the the Jews, mm-hmm. these guys were living in better houses or they had more businesses or whatever. You know, uh Stephen, I was,
1: I found this Blaze article uh, a few minutes ago, but I found it interesting. A lot of, so this, you might've heard about that big uh, protest in New York where they shut down the Brooklyn Bridge is one of the most, it was one of the largest protests, I think, ever really? in New York City. Oh, my goodness. And it was all about, it was basically flood Brooklyn for Palestine, Was what it was called. Wow. wow. When was this, Jason? Two days ago. And, um, <laughs> Two days ago. But I'm hearing, what's interesting is the phrases that they use, I'm already seeing churches use, uh-huh. or Christians use, which is, Slightly disturbing. And one of the top ones that I've been hearing lately is, is Zionism is terrorism. Oh that's goodness. been a big saying I've been hearing from mm-hmm. Christians and mm-hmm. from, it's kind of everybody's kind of turning against Israel, except for <laughs> Biden. <laughs> he uh-huh. kind of didn't turn, he no, he's didn't turn helped, his he back on Israel, this time. Yeah, neither right. on any event. I've been hearing that. What do you, What's your thoughts on that? that? Where do you think that's coming from? Why do, why do you think that these churches are picking up these? Oh, was this in New York City. that? Uh, this was in New York yeah. City, yeah. But that phrase I highlighted, that's what I've been seeing. Oh, okay.
2: Exonism, all over the place. Yeah. Okay. What's your thoughts on that? You know, a lot of the churches, they believe that the Palestinians, they're Christians. Yeah. You know, there's a percentage of them, but the other percentage is they're Muslims, too. Yeah. Palestinians. But they never look at that view of it and that's why that friend of mine who's a chef there in the hotel I was at his home and he was telling me and he said there are many Palestinians that are out to kill us because we're Christians and they want us to become Muslims and you know all of that and so I think there's a, a mixture that's going on of misinformation in the body of Christ they hear somebody spout off and you know and they've got different strong beliefs and so forth mm-hmm. and they're on television and they have an audience, and I I watch their expressions on their face, and you can see that anger rise up. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, this what's going on in Israel right now. There's fault on both sides, and it's a tragic thing that happened, but it's like it's given them an opportunity to really express their anger. Mm-hmm. And so we find it, you know, the gospel was given to the world, you know, when, when Christ. He said, there's no Jew nor Gentile. You know, we're, we're one in him. And I think this is the part that out of this will come a spiritual shift, you know, in Israel. Mm-hmm. As you know, Tel Aviv is known to be the capital of homosexuality in the world. Wow. Yeah, I, just I heard didn't do it up. that. Yeah. I
0: didn't either till about a week or two ago. And yeah, it just floored me.
2: Yeah. You know, they, it's a vacation spot for all of that. And uh, the true Jew is really angry at it you know, mm-hmm. but it's the younger generations that, you know, are open. And many of them come from atheistic backgrounds. Right. All I say is now is that we need to, to follow what the word of God says and not let our emotions try to dictate, you know, you, you can, for instance, uh, I've known when I was pastoring, there are people that said, I, I hate the Italians. Mm-hmm. And I would say, why do you hate the Italians? Oh, they had everything for them, you know, against them. And what I found out was they had a run-in with one right. in the business, <laughs> and they lost money, and so they categorized all Italians. Right. You know right. that.
0: Well, that's what we see happening now for sure. Yeah. So, so
2: this going on
1: right now with this war with Hamas, and even a lot, of, a big part of the world turning their backs on Israel. Where is that in the Bible? What are we looking at there?
0: Well, it says that that all the nations around Israel—I'll find the mm-hmm. scripture—will
1: be Israel's
0: enemy. And I think we're just about there now. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's that's that's part of the end time scenario that's being set up. That all of Israel's neighbors are are against her, and we're see, there again. We're seeing that happen. We're seeing Russia, you know, come in pulling in stronger with Lebanon. Right. We got China pulling in stronger with Hamas and the Gaza mm-hmm. Strip. So if one little foot slips on a banana peel, we're going to be into World War Three.
1: But yeah. don't you, don't you think things are really starting to get better? As
0: far Uh, as his return, (laughs) as far as the Lord's return, yes. Yes, and that it is, (laughs) Uh, yeah. And that it's getting closer, it is for sure. But there again, just with that comment in mind, Jason, it seems like we do talk a lot about a lot of bad things coming. But for 2,000 years, let's just go back to Christ, that there's always been bad things out here. There's always been wars and rumors of war, and there's always been bad things. Do I think that this one, if this one keeps shaping up, do I think it could be like Samford, Fred Samford? Yeah. And then he told, he said, Elizabeth, I think this is a big one. And he was talking about having a heart attack. I, saw, I think that's about where we are now with this. If it keeps going, this will be the war that's uh, the big one. Yeah. You know? And we do know it's going to be in that area. We do know that it's going to include these countries. That's the reason we say, well, it's shaping up because all of the players are coming to the table. Yeah. And that's, the, uh, of course, the big concern.
2: You know, it says there'll be wars and rumors of wars. And that's what's happening right now. It's very interesting, I mentioned it before we were talking, but right now on the border of North Korea is over 400,000 troops from China. And they were doing military maneuvers, but those troops have not been withdrawn from the northern border of North Korea. Mm-hmm. Only about 10 to 15,000 of them when we removed back to their bases and stuff. And the reports that I'm getting is that North Korea is very anxious right now and the statement was made, do you think China will invade North Korea? Well, it, uh, it would be easier to invade North Korea than Taiwan, because yeah. Taiwan has, uh, has allies with the US and other countries, but North Korea doesn't have any allies, mm-hmm. only China itself. And actually, North Korea is costing China billions of dollars a year economically. And right now, China is economically on the cliff. When they did all this developing of all these new cities and towns and buildings and stuff on the outskirts of China, they built them and the government funded it. Mm -hmm. Then they were hoping to sell them to people and get their money back. But what happened is people didn't move in. They didn't buy. When I was over there in China, they were asked. Christians were asking, said, "Well, I bought a condo, a condo, and I bought a, an apartment building, and so forth. But nobody's renting them. Nobody's going mm-hmm. moving in, and it's, we're going under financially. Yeah. And so I would pray with them. And this is what that part of North Korea is that rich in minerals and yeah. stuff that the world is demanding right now. But North Korea has no allies. So Putin and the leader of North Korea met." Mm-hmm. In Russia, as it were, sending a signal to China,
0: it's just about a month ago, wasn't yeah, it? Three weeks ago, yeah,
2: ago. right. So letting them know, you know, what's going on. But it's a you know nation upon nation. We're seeing this uh, so many in in that between in Europe between Russia and the Ukraine. A lot of countries that I heard them talking about it, that they that are pulling back on their support mm-hmm. for the Ukraine. And the only ones that are holding the coalition together. Yeah is germany and france right and if one of them pulls back it'll all crumble because they are you know thinking of what's what what could happen what what's coming mm-hmm. but we're living in these times that says when you see these things come to pass lift up your head That's and rejoice your redemption draweth nigh, and god does not intend for us to live in this Sin, forsaken world. That's right. He wants us to be with him. It's going to all
0: shift. Uh, the scripture I was looking for, Jason, mm-hmm. is Luke twenty-one, twenty, speaking about these times. It says, "When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near." And say what ultimately happens is Israel is taken over. And the Antichrist will mm-hmm. rule and reign from Jerusalem. Right, he will. When we're seeing the armies, we're not saying that that Israel's mm-hmm. going to win this round, but we are saying that, that someone comes on the scene to put, sign a peace treaty with Israel, and then we know that that is, of course, all of that shifts in yeah. about three and a half years or so, and then the Antichrist will rule and reign and be seen as the savior of the world mm-hmm. to many. But that's that verse I was looking yeah. for, it's Luke twenty-one twenty.
1: You know, watching some of those videos I was watching last night, it seemed it's interesting. When I was watching it, it was almost like you could see time and time again the Antichrist trying to set up. That's right. It's place there. That's right. Even over Jesus's tomb. Uh, those the first the guy that invaded uh, from Rome the first time. Titus. Uh-huh. Yeah, but his general. Yes. Come back there and built a temple to Jupiter, right, uh, and mm. himself, right on top. He filled in Jesus's tomb. Mm-hmm. And that's where that big church is today, right? But right. it's almost like you could see it time and time like and this happened several times, yeah, right. Yeah. And now even today, you've got the Dome of the Rock, or the that's a was it a Muslim yeah, shrine now, right? It mm-hmm. is. But it's like you can see time and time again that Antichrist trying to set up his place out of
0: Israel. Well, you see, that's also the same rock. Rock, you mm-hmm. uh, know, you've heard of Jacob's Ladder, yeah, right. And that's the rock that they, is believed that Jacob laid his head on, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Thompson. he had a dream of a jake of a ladder over him, mm-hmm. which is called an open heaven. So that dream shows us that over that rock mm-hmm. is yeah. an open heaven. But now with that mosque on it, it's like the enemy, like mm-hmm. Satan's trying to shut down, if you will, and I guess he has to a certain mm-hmm. extent. But to shut down that open heaven.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Over that site, because mm-hmm. there are places on the earth that there's open heavens. Yeah, there just are. It's and also
1: where Abraham went to sacrifice. Uh, that's where Isaac.
0: A- Abraham went to sacrifice. Yeah. Isaac. It's a pretty famous rock. It is. <laughs> it's it not is. just it's not <laughs> just any old rock. So yeah, it, it, it's it's,
2: uh, it's so interesting. Um, I've been up on the Temple Mount a number of times. One time I was uh, in in Jerusalem, and I was walking down the Hobblestone streets, and Gary Colette, he passed on. He's an archaeologist in israel and uh, he was digging and looking for the the Qumran uh, the, the scrolls the dead sea right, scrolls right. and he was uh, he said would you like to see some of the um, artifacts for the t- new temple oh my goodness okay and he said there he said climb those stairs go up those stairs at the top is like a, a museum <laughs> and there is and so he said i don't need to go up there he said uh, i don't need to pay the money to go you know go in and see it He said, but I think you ought to go up and take a look at it. And so I went up the stairs, and as I walked up the stairs, there was nobody there at the door the entrance or the receptionist or whatever. And what had happened, I heard the siren go off, and the siren is over Jerusalem. It lets them know, you know, the Sabbath is coming. Oh, yeah. And you've got to leave your job and go home or go, you know. (laughs) And they call it the eve of the Sabbath. And so I was walking around with my camera, and taking pictures of the all the garments for the tabernacle and the priests would wear and the implements of the temple, they've already been made. and um, as I was walking through taking pictures, a, a little gentleman came up to me and he said, "Excuse me, sir." He said, "You can't be in here by yourself." I said, uh, "Why?" he said, "We are closed." And he said there should be a guard at the door preventing you to come in. <laughs> and he said, uh, "Who are you?" And I told him where I was. And I said, "I didn't know that. I apologize." And I, he said, "Well, uh, he said since you've come this far, he said I can be, I'll be your guide." So he took me around, showing me all the different things. Oh and, my goodness! And we got to talking, and all of a sudden he was telling me that he was an architect that his father was the chief architect for the the synagogue in Jerusalem. And it's a huge, beautiful building. And he said, uh, we got to talking and all of a sudden, he made a statement about the Qumran caves, certain things about that. Well, Gary Colette was downstairs one story, like behind downstairs, and the window was open and he heard this man talking by the window when he talked about the Qumran Caves mm. and what he believed uh, what they would find. So Gary came rushing up and he got so excited and he started talking and the two started dialoguing and they, they were so much in agreement about what was going on in the Qumran Caves and the discovery mm. and so forth. And, and so Gary said, how did you know these things? He said, I had a dream. He said, I woke up at night with this dream and I wrote down what I had in my dream. Well, it was the very same dream that Gary had. Mm-hmm. Mercy, huh? And one is a, a Jew and the other one's a you know Gentile. Mm-hmm. And they and I'm in the middle of this and they reach around me and they start trying to hug each other and I said, <laughs> wait, let me get out of this. House. <laughs> and we were there for about an hour talking about the things and prophecy and the end time. And he said, uh, I'm not supposed to do this. He said, but will you come back here in the back? And he talked in a low voice, We went back there, and there were these sc- like scrolls, but they were plans. And he looked at me in the eye, and he said, he said I could be killed for what I'm about to do, <laughs> but don't say anything. And he said, opened up, these were the plans for the new temple, mm. the blueprints really? of the new temple for Jerusalem. Mm. And he said no pictures but he said he showed and went from page to page i said how long would it take to build the temple he said it'll take six months because the stones are already cut really they're already there rather yeah not covered they're there and he said we're dependent a lot upon the political winds that are blowing right now and then the next day he took me up to the temple mount and showed me he walked off where the new temple could be built, and there would be a wall between the mosque and the new temple. So we, there's room to put it up there. Yeah, then. that's what he showed me, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Gary Collette, the archeologist, was right there with us. We saw that, we thought it was really a supernatural you know, revelation. Mm-hmm. So when I looked at the blueprints, we both got goosebumps mm-hmm. knowing that we were watching prophetic things coming to pass mm-hmm. that had been prophesied you know, all those years. So there's a lot that's, that's going lots on. a lot going on. There's a yeah. lot happening. Yeah.
0: And we'll, we'll be watching this news daily as things progress in Israel. Yeah. And as it looks like, uh, we'll see, is this the day? You say, well, Alan, are you wanting it to be World War Three? Well, the answer is no, I'm never for war. But uh, we're just observing what's happening. And uh, could this be uh, of the big one? Well, in all honesty, it sure could be. Yeah. But it's, we know that we're to always pray for the peace of Jerusalem.
2: Exactly. Amen. Yeah. We've never lived in these times before. No. Uh-uh. We've talked about them.
0: Right. But I didn't
2: know I was going to be living them. Right. And so we're walking right into the words of prophetic words that have been spoken in the word for us. So mm-hmm. these are times to um, ask for God's wisdom mm-hmm. and peace because there's a spirit of, as it were, panic.
0: That's right.
2: In the body of christ and in the secular world you can see it it's on their faces there yeah. uh they're stocking up on food they're stocking in america stocking up on food and water mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff i'm saying it's not wrong are they preparing you know for shortages mm-hmm. so you know i think we need to be prepared as the body of christ as believers but uh not to walk in fear and we might want to be pre- prepared for his coming exactly yeah,
0: while we're at it <laughs> that's the most important thing that's of all. the most yeah. important well jason yep. i think we're about filled up our time here buddy
1: well let's close what do you think i think it's good
0: okay buddy well stephen thank you so much for being with us today and for sitting in for jeff jeff is on his way home wow from the hospital he's probably pulling in home somewhere about now Bless been in the hospital for a week Wow. And, uh, but he's doing great, doing wonderful. and uh, I still
1: think you have better hair than he does. Well, there's, there's absolutely, <laughs> no. There's absolutely uh, no
0: doubt. But Jeff must be doing better because he's already pretty sassy, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah,
1: he's pretty sassy. Why don't we have Stephen close us out yeah, today? Uh, in prayer. That's and why don't good. you uh,
2: pray for Israel while you're at it? Mm-hmm. Father, we pray for peace in the heart of your people. Yes, Lord. Lord, we put our trust and our eyes are upon you. And, Lord, as the world goes through this upheaval and turmoil, for nations shall rise mm-hmm. against nation and people against people or throughout the world. Yet, Lord, we can walk in the peace because your spirit and your price that you paid for our peace. The peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds yes, Lord. through Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. And, Lord, we pray for anointing of your spirit on the minds of people that love you and lord we pray for a covering that will keep the demonic infiltration into the minds of believers yes, God. to cause them to walk in fear and confusion lord we're looking for your coming mm-hmm. we know that the israel is not our salvation jesus you are our salvation that's right and lord we stand with you of all things but we speak into that land God, protect the innocent and protect those that are crying out right now. Yes, Lord. In court in the middle of all of that's going on politically and economically and everything else. God, we come against the powers of Satan that are using pawns, which are believers, and those that are innocent at pawns to, just do, the, to do the destructive agenda to hurt those true children of God. And Father, we pray for the peace of God to rule and reign in this nation of ours in America, Lord. Father, we thank you that you have not forsaken us. Yes. That you're still our God. That's right. You're still our Redeemer. We're still your children. We love you, Lord. Yes, Lord. And we pray for the safety of your people and the the strength to be upon them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Stephen? Yes. Thanks for joining us, man.
2: Joy being with you. All right. We'll see,
1: see you guys next round. Okay, bye. All right. Thank
2: you for
0: joining today's Smith and Rowland Show. You can check out our website at KingdomPropheticSociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.